Hello, it's Monday, March 26th, 2007, and you're listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. I'm your host, Lance Hunter. Let's begin. Now, in case you don't know, Art Outside starts this weekend. Now, what's Art Outside? It's an art gallery in the forest. Not just any forest, though. The Enchanted Forest. For those of you that don't know, the Enchanted Forest is a patch of wooded, secluded bliss, strategically hidden in the middle of Austin, Texas. Several years ago, an idea was hatched to turn that patch of land into the location to display art of every variety, from sculptures to installations to dance, music, anything you could imagine. Now, if you ever overhear some Austinites speaking in warm tones about art in the trees, there's a good chance they're talking about art outside. I got to sit down with the man who played a primary role in hatching this idea, Tyler Hansen. While taking a short break after a weekend of working to get the forest prepared, he sat with me for an interview about how Art Outside is the start of something huge. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Uh, really good to have you here. Uh, so, I guess the first and most pertinent question is, what the fuck is Art Outside? Hmm. <laughs> um... It always started out as an idea. Let me get my interview voice on, everybody. This is my interview voice. Uh, it, the basic idea was just to move art outside of the gallery, for the most part. I think, like uh, at the root, they are making art right now. Can you hear them in the background? <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, always making art. But um. I don't know what is it, it. What it was when it started, and what it is now, is you know, it's always like the intentions of consciously trying to make a movement, you know, trying to inspire people. Uh, the basis of the idea was like, what would happen if we just put everything in a forest, you know? Like at the root of it all, it's very simple: put a bunch of art in the forest. You know, how does that work though? Has been a you know, is a challenge and. And, uh, and takes an army of people to come in and volunteer and, and help and do what we're doing here. So the concept of it is this big, giant thing that is a model, I've always said, that will eventually take us to a place where we can put art into a mainstream setting, which we're doing with Coachella and Bonnaroo and stuff like that. So this is, Art Outside is a model of art uh, on how to display this new art that is out there in a lot of ways and destroying the concept of what an art show is entirely somehow there's something along the lines of see if I can get right this art outside in the event at the enchanted forest is working towards the goal of art outside in the general outside yes bigger taking art to the mainstream putting and this year we get to take art outside to republic square park for earth day so a lot of the art that that's going to be here is going to go down to the park which I had like two-year goal of trying to get to that. Uh, I wanted to put art in an Austin park. You know? So, so yes, this is all just the launching. Okay? okay, in a lot of ways. It's also, it's also an idea of what um, what the Enchanted Forest can be used for, in in the same thing. So we have a double, uh, you know, like what type of stuff can go in here? We have three acres of land in the middle of a town. In, in America, you know, it's a very unique place, and, and there's many things that it could be. It could be a parking lot, 
you know, storage space, or it can be this crazy, you know, what we like to think of as an artist mecca, and and in that what what we put in it can be anything we decide. So we're working with art. Okay. <laughs> it's a great guy. Uh, yeah, I guess what's the makeup of the uh, participants? Like, how many artists do you have uh, participating this year as far as putting their work out? This year we have we have less artists than in years past because we. Uh, we separated the show. We probably have the same amount of artists over the three weeks of art, uh, or four weeks if we count the Earth Day gig. But we have uh, we separated the show and we, we, we focused one part of the show onto Vindaholic, which is all vending, and artists who are going to come in and sell work, specifically being uh, a selling artist. Versus artists for the Irresistible Revolution are, are a lot more sculpture-based and installation-based and making a statement. And they're not selling something. Right. So there's two sets of artists. They're separate artists. They're different needs and different uh, different ideas of what a show can be. And and so we uh, we'll probably have around 80 artists this year, I'd okay. say. 80 to 100. I'm not sure because we keep taking artists as we go. So right. people come in and say, hey, I have this. And it's like, of course, put it right there. And that is like a key to the whole the art outside itself is an organic process. The whole thing itself, the whole show is an installation to me. And that's how I think of, like, each piece is a piece to the installation. And in that, you know, and, and trying to incite that, so people who are normally focused in on only themselves and, and being able to expand their horizons and work with other people and, like, and organically create something together. I don't know. Okay. And uh, actually, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. What, what was the genesis of this idea? When did you start thinking about you gotta put this shit outside? Um, well, there was there's I always have to talk about this show. Uh, it's called Seclusion. It was a great show, and uh, it was in Seattle, Washington. It saw uh, Secluded Alley Works Gallery. Do you ever remember that gallery? Good gallery, and uh, it's one of the best shows ever. Been. They had organized an art show about two hours outside of Seattle in a rainforest on private property, and about forty or fifty artists had taken all their work and set up out there for a month. And then the gallery had hired school bus drivers, elementary school bus drivers, to pick up uh, a whole crew of people, like 75 people, went on a camping trip blindfolded out into the middle of nowhere, got kicked out of the bus and said, here's a map, art's over there and art's over there, and have a time. <laughs> and it was, the, it was amazing. There were performances. There was you know, dying and decrepit art installations that were going on. There were paintings 30 feet up in the air. And... Uh, and so that, that show really had a huge impact on me. And we were reporters for it and went out as art critics. And we were dressed up in these snooty toys. And my friend Antonio Michel and I was Michel Antonio. And we were just like, this is beautiful. And we'd be staring at a tree or whatever. You know? <laughs> just total. Uh. So that started definitely one of them. But then there's like any, I always say any type of gathering is what I've been studying. Large, group, large gatherings of humans. And so Bernie Man obviously fucked me up in in 1995 by going out there and I was already on the tip of like trying to create shows and stuff like that and I was like oh <laughs> what can we do so uh, how to take art and the, and the creativeness the essence of Bernie Man which I think of as the art and and how do you extract that source and put it into an area and and take that essence of creativity and that's like an idea of what art outside is and trying to bring that in. But then there's rainbow gatherings, Coachella, Bonnaroo, every gathering that I've been to 
I've taken pieces and been like, oh, try this, throw that in there, you know? Because art is anything that's creative. It's not music is art. Paintings are art. Videographer is an art. Sculpture is everything. And so if you mix all those and give them equal plane, then then I think that's really interesting to see. You know, that's a lot of what I do is because I'm bored when I go to a lot of places. Because I'm just like, I can do better than this. You know? So I think, but whatever. I'm crazy. I'll prove you wrong later. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess, uh, and it came to the Enchanted Forest by, uh, mm. as you ended up meeting Albert at what, Flipside, or what did you have I met Albert, first? I met Albert at Flipside, and, and, and all I remember is him sitting and, and laughing and, and saying, exactly, where do you live? <laughs> and we hadn't just, we were, you know, we were family ever since, you know. And then, and then I was inspired to come to Austin. Uh, a lot of because of Flipside, because I was really inspired by the community that I saw there that really has been interesting and that, that didn't transpire into like, I wasn't in, able to inspire the Flipside community so much to be involved with with what, and I when I came here I thought that I could, I was like, there's hundreds of people, I could harness them all, you know, <laughs> we can build an army, <laughs> and uh, and we have an army, we have a nice army here, and, and there's lots of people from Flipside who who are part of that community and uh, but yeah I mean that meeting Albert knowing that he had the land and then leaving Seattle with this idea of a show in my head that I didn't have any idea what it was going to be so that coming here the first time I walked onto the Enchanted Forest I was like we have to do an art show here and it took me two years then to go through a relationship and figure out how to uh, conceivably put art into a forest and with everybody being like, that'll never work at the Enchanted Forest. You're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. You know, no way. Out I mean, of your mind. The Enchanted you know. Forest a few years back, I, I could understand the sentiment. Yeah, man, this place is so, you know, from from hobo encampment to artist mecca, you know. It's like, it's come a long ways and there's a lot more to do. And, we'll, you know, we're in it we're in it to, to really take this place to uh, a model example. As a, as a sustainable example of, of a piece of property in an urban urban development in a city that is dying by being concrete, you know, by being poured together, mm-hmm. and uh, and here we are, this little crazy oasis, this shire. What are we doing here? Excellent. Um, Questions? Yes, yeah, we have answers. I just know that everyone else is sitting around here being very very silent. So yeah. yeah, you want to pipe up? <laughs> We're you know, being polite. I just have to get the gap. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, talking about Tyler's off. favorite subject, art. Hey, you say this is uh, this is third year, right? This, this is the third year. Okay. I said after the first one, I don't want to do art outside the rest of my life. But <laughs> so we're trying to like grow it and take it to a legitimate. Um, we're trying to take it to a place where we can be legitimized in the eyes of of those who have money and. Uh, and the way that we're doing that is is playing uh, is playing the game, and so we are uh, legitimizing our act, basically, which is is quantifying data, quantifying how much money you've made, how much money you've spent, and uh, and you know showing income and showing somehow showing that we're doing this, you know, like right. here we are, we're doing this thing, uh, and this thing is uh, amazingly you know beneficial to society. How do we say it? So can we have some grant money? <laughs> We're doing a really good thing. Can we have some grant money? 
And uh, so hopefully next year we're, we're looking at uh, a lot of different options of, of uh, applying for city funding and, and taking this the property in particular to the next level. Huh. And, uh, and, and like hopefully, you know, we have some big steps that we're going to take really soon and, and certain people are going to come in and are coming in, you know, like the vision is being spread and, and, and the, the power of the forest is, you know, is awe-inspiring, you know. And hopefully that that is something that is inspiring enough to continue on. Because, like, this is just its infancy, you know. Like, we're just yeah. in a baby state, you know. Like, we don't, the art outside hasn't even crawled yet, you know. Like, that's what it is to me. Because I go traveling around the world and see all this art and know that this stuff is out there. Well, if I could bring this, you know. If I could bring the giant propane flaming jet engine <laughs> with remote control, you know. Like, come on. Sid's building the largest Tesla coils in the world, you know. Wow. Two of them for Coachella this year. And, uh, yeah. So what do you mean by mainstream? The mainstream is then putting this art into uh, into the universities, into the downtown city parks, in a temporary setting is the idea. So uh, giving giving the artists their due respect by getting uh, just getting it out there because the, all of the art in a lot of these worlds are, is a very small, teeny tiny niche that nobody knows about, except for the artists who keep making this stuff. Like, hey, that's great. You know? <laughs> Like traveling from artist oasis to artist oasis, and it's like I think that a lot of this stuff would would uh, is the giant big sculpture stuff is just like a gateway to get to the park. Then how can we actually, you know, bring this educational show? It's edutainment, you know, bring in something that is edutainment. That's what Charlie calls it. Uh, bring in so that you can then slip in under the radar and like really have a, a positive impact by teaching people unbeknownst to them that they were ever being taught anything. You know, because you don't have any preaching, you don't have any dogmatic shit. You're just doing something and then providing amazing examples. So, and and what what would the art be teaching? I think that for me, it's like as somebody who pretends to be a revolutionary something or whatever. Like all my life, I've always thought that I was changing. You know, getting to a place where I could change something because I don't like the way things are and I think they're wrong. It's not healthy. Fucked up. Right. <laughs> it's like I always say, the building is on fire. <laughs> nobody's screaming you know everybody's still on the couch watching TV it's like wake up like wake up to the possibilities that are out there that, that we can do something more than, than just letting everything go to hell right. and and I feel like those people are out there because I go and travel around and meet you know these pockets of revolutionary people who are really intentionally changing something and the vehicle that they are using across the board is art and art has always been the leader of the revolution yeah. always <laughs> So, what is the revolution? I have no fucking idea, you know. Waking up is the first step to it. Paying attention to what the fuck is going on is the first thing that you can start to do to be able to have an effect. And knowing that there's a whole army out there. Instead of judging, realizing. Exactly. Do you see any contradiction between your desire to move in the mainstream and your desire to be revolutionary? No, because I will use any means necessary. And I say this, I will take anybody's sponsorship money so long as they don't fuck with the content of the art. If you leave the art intact, and I'm not saying I'm going to go, I just did a gig with Red Bull, and they fucking want to just, you know, plaster Red Bull over anything that's artistic. And, and, you know, that's frustrating. But I believe that there's a way to mainstream go to conscious companies that are doing good things. You know, that's the big thing. Uh, presenting companies in an artistic way that are showing them, you know, portraying how they do good stuff. They're an organic company that is growing, you know, this product of cotton in China and fair trade and all these things. These are the important things that I think that need 
and can have a positive impact because the only thing that we really can do is buy stuff but if we stop buying the bad stuff that's going to help the good stuff on the other side it's all theory you know i'm working on it i probably got about 40 more years so somebody can tell me if i was wrong or right later or year three of art outside year 23 there'll be something else <laughs> 20, i don't know <laughs> i don't know hopefully i don't know It'll be something else. I don't like hold. I like lots of things I've started, and then it's like that's name is done. You know that project is done. It's like an art piece, and then you get rid of it. And you start. You know, I don't like to hold on to things for a long time. I think you need to change your, you know, shape your head up and say, because you see a lot of like the way corporate things and the reality of like capitalism and, and holding on to this entire hierarchy of uh, of America. I think is like. You know, the business model of America is just so blatantly wrong and it's so, it's so destructive, so. And you see art changing that through people. I think that you can have art. a positive, I, I think, you know, I'm like going for the kids though. I'm going for like the kids. I'm not going to change any, Gary's mind is not going to get changed. Gary's Gary. He's done, you know. And so am I, you know, and that, but like the kids, like they're the ones who really, that's why I always say we're fighting for the kids, right? You know, they're the ones who need it the most in my opinion and uh, and then the most impactful you know you can actually have an impact on them when we did our thing at Bonnaroo this year that was like the biggest thing it was like poof 10,000 people you know and we're like we can do anything <laughs> like, we can say anything right now you know and a lot of them would re you know retain it and regurgitate it and go back because they were little sponges coming from MTV world and, like these kids had never seen anything like this and they're like where did you find each other you know like it was really amazing, you know, and like that's way more interesting than Flipside or Burning Man, that audience, because they haven't seen anything. They're not jaded. They're raw, baby, fresh eyes, you know, like, oh my God, what is this? You know, like, they're like, come on, get on the circus, you know, like, you can get 40 of them right away. Anyway. How do you see taking it to the mainstream and yet also encouraging participation? Because mm, we would have our own, the, the goal to, the going to the big festivals is, just the, is a stepping stone to going to our own festival to creating our own giant festival. That's like the idea that we've had for a long time. A lot of the people in my periphery is, is this traveling show, We would this big thing. It's a university pack show that's also like a fucking carnival show in the middle of fucking Kansas, you know? And inside that is all this education, is all this knowledge that is being presented to you. In, in amazing artistic ways like by a crazy mad scientist with a Tesla coil explaining how electricity works and why this is doing in 15 minutes you could learn more about electricity than you ever have in your life and it would be the coolest shit you've ever seen alright that's what I'm talking like edutainment like yeah. really and like and this is solar powered this thing's running off of fucking solar power this is drawing energy and putting it out this way like that's fucking mind blowing alright and so but like because to hammer that idea is home you know to, to really like in, in the event gathering of people and humans like the biggest impact for me has been in giant gatherings you know like that's in church it happens you know you go down to a hundred thousand person revival in fucking Florida you're gonna get moved some way shape or form you know or be really scared the same homie could go to Bernie man and lose his shit and think this is the end of the world <laughs> so it's all perspective but like that's the idea when we're saying like using art as a vehicle to get to the masses and, and, and playing that game to get make it a legitimate show. And Lightning in a Bottle is the show that I'm working on that I'll be going out to in a month from now. And, and that's a totally green conscious event with all of these ingredients. Amazing art, amazing performance, and 
knowledge, learning, teaching you about food, teaching you about energy, teaching you about you know things in a setting that is not school and not you know you need to learn right. Earth Day setting. You know it's, you're killing the planet. Yeah, <laughs> so are you. <laughs> What we do it? Uh, you think your Nevada upbringing had anything to do with your? Or did you see I, circus or stuff? Or I I I fought. Uh, I was very political. I organized students when I was a kid. Uh, I had walkouts and stuff. Uh, was like. Uh, I'm thinking of the show side of Nevada. I well, I comedians. Uh, all the comedians. Uh, growing up in Reno and hustling, you know, I was gambling by the time I was 15, you know, I was in show business by 17, you know, I threw the best parties in town when I was a kid, like that, I threw a party when I was 15, and I'll never forget standing there nervous, like, nobody's gonna come, it's like 8 o'clock at night, you know, my buddies were all sitting around, you know, and then it's like midnight, and there's 500 people, <laughs> it was just totally out of control, and uh, I was hooked ever since, you know. But then I saw, I mean, like, I was consciously fucking with people then. Like, we used to write scripts and do these political fucking, like, we had school shows, and we would, we would sit down and come up with this whole skit on commentary about the school or whatnot. We'd do these all the, I mean, even then, it was like, even then. So, in my mind, I haven't changed that position that I can possibly change something. Like, when I'm 75, I think maybe, uh, I'll have it really just right. And hopefully, you know, I can, like, really hit that fucking home run. It's like an earth-shattering, like, give me a billion dollars. No, fucking, I will send a message around the planet, you know. I've done everything with duct tape and twine. <laughs> Borrowed money. We're just getting started, you know. And there's a, I feel that everything's coming, you know. Like, there's emotion. There's a movement. You know, people are fucking bored out of their minds watching TV. And leading to drugs and fucking this, you know. America's not a fucking happy place. It really isn't. It's a fucking ugly, nasty, uh, you know, of people who don't want to work in that job. What, weren't you here last Saturday night? They seem pretty happy there. We make a nice time for the people, you know? We get them drunk, we kick them in the creek, <laughs> they uh, dance. Hey. Alright, here's a question. You, you mentioned the boredom. What, do you think the boredom is a uh, is uh, just a symptom of a bigger problem, or is it like part of the problem itself? I think that it's 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 just a lack of identity, you know, a lack of, of, of being able to be associated with anything. People associate with video games, TV shows, their job, their wife, or, you know, the people of, you know, who they hand. They're just, it's, it's just like, it's like communism in a lot of ways, but less social. I don't, I don't know, you know, I was in Cuba and it's like, they're not, they're bored, but they have, they're like, they're bored in the park communicating with everybody, you know, it's like, and are they any bored than Americans? Are they any smarter or less than? Yeah, I don't know. But I, I just see America as this, like, you know, I think maybe it's because it was told, you know, as a kid, you're like, you can do anything you want, you can become anything, you change the world, blah, blah, blah. And and then seeing how that's really not a reality for kids. It's like almost like we're, we're raised to be bored, you know, it's like we're these little consuming goblins who just are raised to play their video game. And, I mean, that shit just drives me nuts, you know. and And that's, you know... That's my own fault, I guess. Like, get up, let's go, manpower, you know? Like, we can really change something. Play v the political video game, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people are bored, because I'm never, like, that's something I've never, I'm never bored, you know? I never was bored and never had anything to do. It's like I always had assigned myself, you know, some sort of crazy challenge. So I don't know. Does art make them less bored? I don't know. Fucking, 
that's the thing. I would have like it's like the contradiction. Like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah, right. We're changing the world with fucking art. Yeah, right. You're throwing a fucking party. You know? <laughs> that's all you did. But I want to raise that bar. You know? Like I want to really push. Like give me all the ingredients. You know? Let's have all the stuff that we have. And I bet that your bored ass will think this is the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. You know? I think that we could make some of the most fantastic thing. You know? Realities of place for you to walk into and go and experience this magic life. And in that, in that opening of wow and awe, knowledge. Feed the knowledge. Give you an idea that there's another option. Not until you, that you know that there's something else out there to do. Will you ever not do anything different? You know, always going to be stuck in that reality unless you know uh, the doors. How do you open the doors? And back to the youth. The youth are going to be way more into opening the door than the 40-year-old guys. Like, man, fuck it. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the planet. My dad, you know, he's like, you're not going to change it. My grandma, you're not going to tell her to stop eating bad meat, you know, it doesn't matter. That doesn't hurt me now. I don't hurt me. Where? Hard to argue. Are you bored? Not right now, no, because I'm getting some great audio. <laughs> you I, get bored? I'm getting content. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Content, right, content. This will be the biggest, I'll send this out to my little network. I'm a, I'm a very good, when I have the time, I haven't been so good at it this time but I, my, my social networking skills and, and the email thing that's like something that I've been able to manipulate very well and understand and use to advantage of knock on wood never having a, a, a bad show because I learned from a lot of people doing a lot of different shows failing and seeing how what they did wrong because it wasn't my show but I got to sit there and like be there driving with them like ooh can't do that, gotta do that, you know, and like, down the ship go, <laughs> you're like, see you later, I didn't have anything to do with it, you go, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, you know, so, and that's the amazing thing too with the internet and like how big the, the global reach that we have now for for connecting to these these artists and stuff like that and how much, I feel like there's just the tribes, as you can see these, these you know, tribes upon tribes, you know, and they're coming, they're all, you know, when you, when you get into the artistic world and people creating things and making commentary on the state of the world, you know, there's, the artists are usually the ones who are like screaming the loudest, that shit's fucked up, you know, it comes out, it's like, I always describe it like, like, with a tube of the toothpaste and being scrunched and like, you have the little squirts of the, but that stuff that comes out is the best, you know, that's, this is great shitty time, you know, shitty times make great art. Yeah. Reagan made some questionable art, but you know, <laughs> stomp. No, like just Reagan, the Re the time of Reagan, and how much you know. Like, well, was uh, it acting art? There was a lot of political stuff. Like a lot of things come out, though. You know, like people come out and express their discontent. They're not happy. I'm fucking pissed. I'm pissed. You know, <laughs> like, and that's the thing. I think the the level of apathy is 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 sad in this country. Uh, and how do you inspire that? How do you rekindle that? You know, like that's something that I think about a lot and, and you know, would like to manipulate, would like to incite the riot, <laughs> you know, like, and again, the house is on fire, you know, and you're not fucking doing shit. And like, what, what does it take? What does it take, you know, to undocile the fucking, <laughs> the bored cow, man? I don't know. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, okay, tying this somewhat into theme as far as like uh, this theoretically being like a kind of Flipside related podcast uh, when was your first year attending Flipside? Flipside I think it was 2000 yeah. is that right? Champa and Melody were were friends of mine and they uh, they were I from Reno Albert. 
Flipside. I met him there too. But I had friends who who started Flipside. My friends Champa and Melody and George and Pat were the, the main organizers. So, okay. and I'd stayed in contact with Champa. I'd come here. I came to Austin in '99 on my way to Mexico, getting away from the great Y2K. <laughs> Madness! <laughs> you know, there's a mini Y2K. Oh, we just passed it. Yeah, yeah. Time. That was great news. A mini Y2K. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Nothing's going to happen again? Yeah. Nothing, nothing? Anyway. But yeah, and I came, when I came to Flipside, uh, I had everybody saying, uh, we are winning. I had a shirt. There was like 500 people there. I'd given out name tags to like half of them. And uh, and I was like, man, I could come back here and own this town. <laughs> what my whole thought was, I had so much fun. It was such a blast. And I came away from Flipside. I was like, oh wait, Burning Man. It doesn't have to be in the in in the desert. You know, you can take this this party vibe, and you can have that type of setting somewhere else. Yes. Where's the art? Where is the art? <laughs> Bring more art. I know a lot of people say there's lots of art, but I say. You know, I think that that's one thing that a lot, all the regionals in a lot of ways are missing is that, that level of art, you know, and Burning Man started with artists, not, you know, people who organized in a model of Burning Man, you know, the fucking Flipside got a, a book from Harvey, Larry Harvey gave him the, the manual, basically, they wrote the whole regional doctrine from Flipside, and that was where the basis of all that came from, you know, like, here you guys go. And it, I mean, it's amazing. This flip side is an absolute, you know, is a vital thing in the world and is obviously needed. And and we need more things like it, in my opinion. I I just always am crying about art, you know. Right. So I'm not going back this year because I feel like uh, I think that you don't need to go to something every year for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That'll serve as a complete shock to some people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and that's like some of those things, like the regional things, it becomes, you know, in, in Burning Man society, it's like that becomes their religion, their church, and that's everything that they do. And and uh, I've never really followed any one doctrine of anything, so I, uh, I think it's good to step out. And I think, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see funded art going to, to Flipside. I think it's a shame that, that we live in like one of, literally one of the most creative towns in the country. Like there's artists bubbling over in every fucking direction in this town, and and the, that ratio should just be ex- representative at Flipside, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't know how. I mean, art outside is kind of like a counter. Like, look, guys, you know, like that's literally. I was like, you know, because I came in here, and I'm like, more art. <laughs> but whatever. I love Flipside. It's an amazing thing, and I think it's inspired, you know, lots of stuff, and will continue. I hope it's absolutely amazing model of of, of uh, volunteer work it's absolutely that I think that's really you know something that even here I mean everywhere man the amount of people who are like that's the thing you give someone somebody something that inspires them then then for them to come in and, and like be part of it and want to be you know something that's bigger than them and, and I don't know that's I mean that's very humbling to me and and really amazing to like have people who have such as Warren here who have come in and, and just you know help immensely and like believe in some project that's not any really themselves you know I don't think like I don't Art Outside is not Tyler Hansen you know like, Art Outside is giant people you know army of, of everybody it's like it's all artists anybody who wants to create 
And flip side is that is something in, in a similar idea, you know, like that model is a very is a very beautiful thing for society. And it's, a, it's a lot better than a lot of the other fucking models out there. That's for sure. Okay, I'm gonna go with two last questions. The first one, this will be, see what your take on this is. Um, which is more important, or which do you hold primary, art or community? Hmm. I'd have to say community. Because without the community, we, haven't been, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Okay. The artists need the community. And the community needs art. <laughs> we right. need community, you know, we need, we need for the people to be able to have access to it. But that starts not on an individual level, you know. Everything I do is, is a community-based thing, you know. It's a fucking massive idea. So, so the art's important, but we can't just be... In our own little cave, painting in a cave. Yeah. Doesn't work, I don't think. Then you just have your cave yeah. and your great art. You know? If we find you later after you've died, <laughs> and then we can, you know, cut the cave out and bring it and say this outsider artist painted this cave forever, and then we can sell it. And make, yes, then it's really important <laughs> to the community because maybe we can get twenty percent or something. Like that. We found the cave artist in the hills. He was an isolated soldier. He never wanted to be part of the war. <laughs> It's a war. It's an artist war. That's why it's an artist revolution. Always, like, I am at war in my mind, you know. I'm going against you. I don't agree with you. How are we going to change it? Come on, community, you, you know. And that's the thing. The community here in the forest changing the identity and, and, and enveloping ourselves in such a broad community of people has made us stronger and, and has legitimized our, our, our actions for what we're trying to do. And, and hopefully will then allow us to, as the community, go out and, and obtain the funds, money, to be able to put back into the community to allow the community to grow and do more. So that it comes to a place where the community is self-sustaining, is taking care of itself, so that everybody here can be, you know, can, can live, can live and do what they love. And therefore, then you can make amazing art, you know. Maybe? I don't know. It's all theory again. Remember? Yeah. It's bullshit until it's proven. Cool. And now and now my finisher, which I try and round out all the interviews, is now, what does it take to become a rock star? Oh. Hmm. Now? Let's see. Now first you'd have to you have to uh, you have to be the shit. You have to have some image. Fucking kick ass image. Which type of rock star do you want to go to? I did a lot of music, so... Let's take, uh... Let's take... What does it take to make another Arcade Fire? Or something. That's a rock star kids, right? You have to have... You have to be the shit, man. I think that... In my mind, for you to get rock star status of me... You gotta be... Is our train interruption? Amtrak all fucking up my Will be audio. followed by. That's part of the enchanted forest, though. True, yeah. It is definitely a forest sound. I think. I think becoming a rock star in in the mainstream, I I is is you're down about music. That's not music to me. Mainstream. Rock and roll music, I don't, I hate it. Uh, becoming like, 
there's always a certain sense. If you play a guitar and are in a rock band and you are become some sort of, you're in that bubble, you know, and and it's a fucking bitch, you know. I did music for a long time and worked with a lot of bands and many record label deals and many things. Ugh, it's a nasty, nasty business. That's why I went into art. <laughs> Fuck music. Um, but I know, like, I mean, Christopher Blue is a good friend of mine. He's a rock star from, you know, he's, he's an unsung, un, unheard of hero, in my opinion. And uh, I know what it takes to be a, not a rock star. <laughs> oh, it takes a whole bunch of shitty luck in a lot of ways, man. And in some ways, like, that's what, a lot of times, honestly, it is just that, man. You're at the right place at the right time. And nowadays, you got, you got one fucking album at the most, you know. If you're gonna hold your shit together and be able to be a staying power, that's we're not producing those things anymore. Music is so different now and it's consumption, you know. I have albums that I have I have I have music that I have no idea who it is. I don't know who they I have an iPod that has thirty thousand songs that was given to me. It was a record store. And I like some nights I just listen to M. <laughs> I don't like that. Ooh, that's interesting. I have no idea. I was like, oh, favorite track, song, you know, album unknown, track seven. You know, like, and that's like, that's music has, is the value of music is shifting because of the massive amount of music that is at, at, at our, that we can access now. So, I don't, I, I really don't like rock stars. I hate rock star shows. I like humble people who, who love to play music because they they would die if they didn't. That's my rock star. I think. And there you have it, Tyler Hansen. Art Outside begins this weekend on March 30th, 2007 and runs weekends through April 15th with a special bonus Earth Day display in Republic Park on Saturday, April 21st. For more information, please check out artoutside.com Org. Art outside being one word, of course. Thank you for listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. Flipped Out is hosted at lancehunter.net slash flip, and that's flip with one P. To contact Flipped Out, please email flippedout at gmail.com, and that's Flipped Out with two Ps. Once again, thank you for listening. Now go be spectacular. Spectacular.